0: Good morning, Minneapolis, and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is La Vialva, and I'm an extreme extrovert. So today is a wonderful, beautiful, sunny day in Minneapolis. It's one of the warmer days of the year so far, and you know, it's great. Although the, there's, it's it's kind of weird because it's one of that in-between weather that it's like some of. The snow is still on the floor, or still on the ground. But then the, you know, the rain has made it really puddly and gross. And I don't like that because all my shoes get all messed up. But what can you do? (laughs) I was uh, talking with a friend the other day and she was like, you know, sometimes when it gets really cold, you don't know. Like when it's the weird in between where it's like, is that a puddle or is that ice? Luckily, today's a warm day, so most the most of the water on the floor is puddles. but you know there's still snow and <laughs> just be careful, don't fall anyway um so I learned a few things today in rehab and rehabilitation, and one thing that really stuck with me was the importance of empathy, so when we go about our lives and Life is hard in general. Like, you are not going to just live your life in a perfect rainbow and, you know, unicorn flying world. If we did, life <laughs> life would be a lot easier, I feel like. And when we get really specific in regards to life struggles, you know, this weekend... Um, Minneapolis it's kind of an important time because it's the anniversary of George Floyd and his death and how impactful that has been on Minneapolis and it's a very important time for many people it's an important time to mourn it's an important time for remembrance um, action and it just kind of It's an overall busy time in general. There's a lot of things going on. And I think when these kind of big events happen, we tend to forget um, why they really kind of happen. And the reason is because there's a group of people that really needs more care or more attention at this time. It doesn't mean that one person is better than the other. It does not mean that, you know, one struggle, well, some struggles are bigger than others. (laughs) We're not, we're not going to sugarcoat that. Some struggles are a lot bigger than others, but that doesn't invalidate other people's struggles. And so this weekend is going to be a very busy time in Minneapolis. Some people can empathize. Some people can sympathize. And some people support, and some people might just stand back and watch. It doesn't matter what your, where your position is at this point. But it's good to remember the importance of these particular events. And with this being said, today, it was interesting that I had talked about um, the importance of empathy in my rehab today. Because as an addict, it's it's not fun to have an environment of people. And I'm not saying that this is how I feel or how most people feel. But I'm saying that when you're in an environment and someone looks at you and they say, Hey, you know, what's going on with your life? And you say, Hey, you know what? I'm an addict. I have an addiction. I am battling with this. Maybe it's not an addiction. Maybe someone had died that's close to you. You know, something significant in your life that is a big deal. For me, going through rehab, that was a big thing in my life. I turned a lot of things around. And it's very powerful when you go through something in your life that changes your life significantly, to have a community, a community of people that you can sit with and you c- can listen to them and they can listen to you, but all everyone has something in common. They can say, me too. They can say, me too. I've experienced that too. I know exactly how you feel. I hear you because I've done the same. It affected myself and my life almost exactly. And when we find these communities for ourselves, it's like self-care. And I think it's important when these communities in our own community kind of form together. In Minneapolis, there's, you know, Black Lives Matter. There's a group for, you know, people, indigenous people. There's, like, a group for, uh, I don't know, anything. There's Gambling Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, um, Methodics Anonymous. There's, and uh, when I say addictions, it's mainly because I learned this through rehab, so it was through an addiction, like, specific um, like standpoint, it was meant to be, you know, for us to understand our own addictions in the class, but um, when I think of it, I think of it more kind of like all around, you know, like anything that you're going through, really, any struggle at all. But for me specifically, um, it's important for me to find a community that best understands addictions. Because that's what I need in my life. that's That's the kind of empathy I need in my life. And empathy is important. Because you feel less alone. That's why it's important. If something bad has happened to you to stand up for one another. That's why it's important for us to hold each other's hand and be a group. I know it sounds really elementary and really cheesy, but that's why it's so important because the more that we stick together, I'm not saying seclude and segregate. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like, don't, you know, exclude everyone from your life that maybe isn't the same religion as you, or isn't going through the same struggle, or is the same race, or whatever, you know? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, it's, like, all right, to get a mental picture of this, for those, I don't know if everyone's heard of her, but her name is um, Bryn Brown, I believe, B-R-E-N-E, brown, like the color. And on YouTube, um, you should look her up because she actually does a very nice video on empathy. Um, Bryn Brown, and it's B-R-E-N-E, Brown. And just, you can just write her name in empathy. And she is the one that started the Me Too movement. She's the one that, um, you know, it's not like she created this movement, because there were women that went through this struggle long before she even existed. But because of the awareness and because of this hashtag that started as Me Too, all these other women started to come out. And this is the power of empathy. This is the power of saying, hey, this happened to me too. I, You don't have to feel alone because I'm in the same struggle as you. And so when we're talking about addictions, when we're talking about... Going through childhood drama. Specifically. That's why a lot of those groups are really appealing. And when you have a group. That you can talk to about these urges. About these feelings. About these triggers. They are not secret. And when things become secretive. That's when they be- they become dangerous. I know when I was active in my addictions i had to be secretive i didn't have to but i felt like i had to be secretive you know all my friends were drinking and they would be like oh we can go to we're gonna go to the bar and then they'd look at me you know not my friends are not judgmental but you know because i was self-conscious i often viewed people as you know looking at me and being like oh everyone have a shot oh but you can't That excluded me. That made me feel like I was different, like something was wrong with me. And nothing is wrong with me, but that's how I felt. And so when I couldn't openly express how I wanted to drink with my friends, I started to hide it. I used to sneak shots before we would go to an event. So then if I only had one drink, I would already be drunk and I could go home. This was just my mindset because I wanted to feel included, but I knew that I couldn't be included because I was different. I was an addict. Um, you know, I would lie about maybe where I was. I would be like, oh, you know what? I'm going li- to go here, I don't know, to the grocery store, pick up some stuff might take me a few minutes and I purposely go to the liquor store or the grocery store closest to the liquor store so that I knew that I could sneak a few bottles or sneak a little bit just in case you know my friend who was watching me that weekend to make sure I was not drinking would be like oh there's no alcohol here that's bad I know it's bad and I know because of this I have you know To regain trust and do other things with my life. But that's not the point. The point is when you feel so different, it's almost harmful. And that's why I like to talk on my podcast about my recovery and about my sobriety. And I like to seek out people that have done... Sober living for several years. Groups. So that I don't feel like I'm any different. And that I am the weird, bizarre alien on this planet. You know what I mean? And even if you don't know what I mean specifically. Even if you don't have an addiction. An addiction does not have to be alcohol. It could be sex. It could be... Dating people that make you feel good even though you really don't have any interest in them You can be addicted to love You can be addicted to gambling. You can be addicted to online shopping Video games anything it is food And I I really understand now when people say like, you know, you choose your vice You really do, you know. Some people choose healthier vices than others, you know. Some people are addicted to working out. Um, That can be good and bad, you know. If you're maintaining your, you know, your time. And it's working out for you and it's not really altering your life. Then it could be a healthy way. (laughs) It could be an impulsive habit. But addictions are usually... The ones that we maintain, anyway, are anonymous, accessible, and affordable. And that's what I learned. And it makes a lot of sense for me. Because when I used to drink, I was anonymous. I would go places by myself. I would travel the world. I could do it whenever. It was affordable. Drinking is everywhere. It's easy. You can buy a beer for two bucks. Um, available at friends' houses. Your house. And addiction is easily maintained because it is anonymous, affordable, and available. And that's interesting because that makes a lot of sense to me. Because obviously I've done other things in my life. <laughs> obviously I've tried other substances. Obviously I've, you know, had sex. Obviously I've, um, you know, some people gamble, which is fine, but I've never gambled. But, um... And if those things don't fit within those three guidelines, most likely they're not really going to stick. And for some people, say you're addicted to porn. You know, you're working all day. You're just minding your own business. You're not hurting anybody. You're not hurting yourself. But, you know, you're stressed. And you're seeking out some kind of dopamine. You're seeking out some kind of satisfaction. Sometimes for some people... Porn is anonymous, affordable, and available. And I'm not, you know, underlying... I'm not, like, under... um, You know, I'm not making it seem like it's everybody that has an addiction. Not everyone has an addiction. But an addiction is something that eventually takes control of your life. And for me, alcohol, it didn't take control... But when I had it, it caused a lot of issues. Maybe I shouldn't say it caused a lot of issues. It made me avoid a lot of priorities. And I realized this. When I would, like, indulge in drinking, obviously you don't, you're you're not coordinated. You're not going to go and climb a mountain and go hiking. Some people do. But, you know, alcohol made me lazy. It made me stay at home. It made me stay in bed for three days. Forgetting about work, forgetting about school, forgetting about things. And that's when it becomes problematic. But for someone who's an addict, someone who has an addiction association disorder... Sometimes when you get rid of one addiction, you, le- you tend to seek out a behavior that will give you dopamine or adrenaline. For me, it's work. Because I am sober, I, I feel like I need to be productive all the time so that my brain is busy so I can focus, I work all the time, I have two jobs, I'm in rehab, and just this morning, I applied to take, I, to get my associates in some kind of random, <laughs> random degree, and I have a doctor, I, uh, no, I wish I had a doctorate degree, wow, that would be amazing, and someday I will, someday I will, Um, but I have my bachelor's right now, and I'm just, don't have any time for anything else and yet I pile so much on my plate because it excites me (laughs) when I like applied for that class I did my financial aid and I was like oh man I'm gonna be learning about something I'm gonna be challenging myself about something and I I was so narrow focused I didn't even think about like (laughs) my rehab that I am so busy with my two jobs I have to balance it's that chasing that really good feeling and I know that there's people like me. And I know that I'm not alone. But just think about that for a second. You know? it Like, when you think of, like, an addict, you think about their addiction specifically. You're like, hey, you know, like, they're a meth addict. They're this. They're that. Well, maybe they need something else. Maybe they need something else in their life. You know? Maybe they're searching for happiness. Maybe they're addicted to love. Maybe they like instant gratification. And that's a whole tangent I could totally get, go into because I feel like this society has, is definitely an instant gratification society. We learn from our phones and from technology that things you like things to be quick. When you shop online, you like buy a shirt. All you have to do is swipe. You don't even have to put your information anymore. It eliminates that time of thinking. But that's a whole new tangent. Maybe for a different episode. But I I just want to encourage everyone just to think about empathy today. Like... Think about like all the struggles that you've been through and all the people that have helped you and the reason why you were able to get past them. Why? Is because there were people in your life that said, I know how you feel. I understand. I was there. I believe you. Me too. Me too. And so if you're feeling ever triggered, or you feel depressed, or having some anxiety, maybe you just want to talk about addiction in general. Just know that you can always, always, always hit me up on Twitter. VIA underscore ALVA. Shoot me a private message. I'd be lovely to I I would love to talk to you. You know. Straight related straight relations to obviously um the podcast or you know well being of yourself. Um nothing you know, nothing in regards to romance, nothing in regards to you know, unprofessional topics. But just for support. And I really appreciate everybody who has been listening to my podcast. I'm really happy that someone uh, has listened to my podcast today. And I hope that you have a strong sense of community. I hope that you have um, friends, family, people that you have in your life that will understand you and that will love you. And if you don't feel that way, I hope that eventually you can make those good connections in your life. And I hope that everyone has the safest of weekend this weekend. Especially those in Minneapolis. Keep our heads strong. Keep our minds in focus. And safest, safest, safest of travels.